Welcome to We Digress with Joy and Jess. Join hosts and longtime friends Joy Simpson and Jess Perry as they tackle the stuff of life the only way they know how, with honesty, faith, and humor. This is We Digress with Joy and Jess. Hey guys, this is part two of the A World on Fire episode. We had way too much stuff to cover in one episode, so here we are on episode two. So if you haven't listened to episode one, make sure you go back and hit that up. And uh, we're just going to jump right in. The world is experiencing trauma at the same time. And we are... It's crazy because you have one doctor saying this, and then you have another doctor saying this, and then you have politicians saying this, and then you have another politician saying something else. You really can only, at this point, trust your, trust God in your gut. Because you and I experience the people who have, you know, in you know, I'm immunocompromised, John's immunocompromised, you know, a lot of elderly people, things like that. So you have to take all the precautions. But then you also have those who are like, I'm throwing (laughs) crap to the wind and I don't feel like a mask should be worn because it's taking away my civil liberties. I understand that. It's such a little thing. (laughs) You know, it's such a small thing. But it's such a small thing. And is it an inconvenience? Do I like it? No. You know, I got some cute (laughs) <laughs> I do have some really cute ones. And I was even thinking about the fact that I'm going to be on a plane for four, four and a half hours and then in the airport for another hour and a half on a layover and then another hour on a plane in a mask. And I've not worn a mask that long. So I was like, okay, how is this going to, you know, things? This will be my first time traveling during the pandemic. And though I'm like, to me, traveling should be a necessity right now and not like, well, we're still off. So I'm going to just go to Florida, you know, like right. to me, there's a difference, and that and that's just my opinion on this on this show. We are giving our opinions. Only thing that's gospel is actually the gospel. We, <laughs> you know, anything else is truly opinion, and there will be times where we may not even agree with each other, you know, and so and that's okay, <laughs> and that is truly okay. The only things, you know, I posted something about that the other day, and people like gave me so much crap well civil liberties and no there are some things we cannot agree on which would be racism jesus and i don't even know but no i'm not gonna like disagree you know other than that no but they're like it was i can't even remember half oh yeah i thought because i went to mess with you and then i was like (laughs) yeah see but the difference is i know you and i know that (laughs) Other people no. are retarded. I was generally just saying that you can just, you know, we can all agree to disagree yeah. on some things. Now, there are some things that we cannot disagree on. You know, equality for humans. We well, probably, I'm not going to disagree yeah. on that. Right. Now, if you, you know, if you started fighting me and started talking about the kids deserve to be in cages and stuff at ICE, then nope. <laughs> I no. don't agree with that. Or, you know, police beating up people, you know, like there was a, and it's not even just African-Americans, like I read something the other day, a white autistic child got shot several times because his mom called for some help dealing with the child and they came and they shot him, young boy in the hospital. Like we have to go figure out a way to be more sensitive in the, I mean, I know I'm not a cop and I always used to joke, I never want to marry a cop because they can't, you know, they always bring their work home, which we all do. But 
there's statistically most, a lot of abuse was from wives of police officers. I've done some research paper a long time ago. And so I've always had this fear of like dating a cop or dating firefighter. I just feel like you're suicidal. Um, (laughs) And that's why I think it's so important that we have mental health, like mental health checks for our first responders. Because I believe that with all my heart. You would not believe. Our, when right. I worked at, our pastor was the lead chaplain for the PD. And mm. the stuff that he saw, and I was mm, like, mm-hmm. I can imagine. You need therapy because you're there to, you're there to minister. And they call it uh, compassion, compassion fatigue. Mm, um, mm-hmm. So it's compassion mm. fatigue when Makes you are sense. in a situation where you are, uh, and like nurses tend to have the problems with this, mm-hmm. first responders, chaplains, pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something. And so we actually had some training on it at the church because they were very like into that. I think but it's well needed. It is, but especially for our first responders, especially for fire, PD, paramedics, right. um, military. And now it's even mm-hmm. more needed. You know, and I jokingly said, I feel like they're suicidal. I don't really believe that. I was just kidding. I said, I didn't want to marry one. I want to clear that up because I would be a nervous wreck about going to get a fire, but I know the need of them in the city. You know, I know the need, you know, if it wasn't for them right now, California, even though it's not completely contained, they're doing their best. And I pray for them because they have a hard job as well as the nurses. And at this point, frontline workers have been defined in so many different ways. We have the truck drivers, we have the grocery store workers, we have all of these people who, we think we're going through trauma. They're out there and they're risking their lives, even scanning your food. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't think about it in those terms, but it really is true. And so um, we have all these things just coming at us and it's just like, okay, how do I, you don't want to ignore it. You want to put action to it, but then at the other end of it, what else can I do? from here because I don't want to also be at risk, you know, putting myself in the middle of protest. Although I'm not saying that people protesting are wrong because it's, it is their civil right to do so. I can't go out and protest. I can't be around that many people at one time. So, you know what I mean? If I, I, and I had the desire to, especially after George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all these things, you know, injustice is injustice, Mm -hmm. regardless of your race. Yeah. And if you know what I'm saying, and there's no way to be okay with that. And to me, wearing a mask is not that terrible. <laughs> even if even if COVID was fake. Not saying it is, even if it was fake. Right. I would still be like, just wear it. It's not that big of a deal. Right. Am I worried about wearing it for six hours? Yep. Am I probably gonna be uncomfortable? For sure. But I'm not going to go outside and protest and talk about the country taking our civil liberties because they want us to wear a mask. Period. I, I didn't understand that argument when they were having protests about that. Granted, again, there's civil right. They can protest a chicken wing if they want to. It's literally <laughs> up to that's, you. that's how we should have decided the Popeyes versus Chick Fil A thing. <laughs> I said first of all, I did try the. Popeye sandwich eventually, it's really not that good. But okay. That's just don't like, like the spice. Maybe it's the spicy. Maybe it's because I don't like this. I don't I'm not the sauce person. And if you have to have the sauce for the sandwich to make the difference, I don't know. It was just okay. 
I don't care for like chicken strip type things. Give me fried yeah. chicken all day long, like Popeye's fried chicken. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're like, but don't give me a strip. <laughs> it's too much breading. And cheap out on the chicken. There is. There is. I tried to have some Jack in the Box strips the other week and I was just like, why did I Jack do Jack in the Box does so many bad other things better. Than there chicken. are. I've been on an onion ring kit lately. Sorry, this is so not what we're talking about. Sorry, audience. Joy and Jess are random. But... <laughs> But I've been on an onion ring kick for like weeks and now onions are like being called back and I'm so sad. But anyway. <laughs> this is why I don't eat them. We're fine. Yeah, I know. You don't. Well, you've never been an oniony person. If it's, yeah, but you've never really been like, ooh, onions, you know. <laughs> you know what? I'm Since I married John, my tolerance for a lot of things has changed. My tolerance <laughs> yeah, for food, onions, and garlic is like... First of all, garlic is amazing. And it's not that I don't like garlic. <laughs> it's that garlic doesn't like me. But now even my yes. tolerance for that has increased. So Increase. Thanks, Ivy. We got to thank John. It's like we just live in this world where there's so much stuff going on all the time. Yeah. I'm like, you, but honestly, I feel like even that random like little sojourn into chicken for two seconds. I mean, that was kind of crazy. They, it went down for like some months over like people were like fighting like getting pulled out of drive throughs like <laughs> that was before COVID can you imagine what would have happened if that had happened during COVID like I think I think it's just we as a people need to build in like we need to build in release valves for ourselves yeah oh yeah I think, it, I think it comes down to what, like what helps you De- decompress mm-hmm. find something like i have my coloring book that i haven't oh, colored in in a while but i love my coloring book and then um i have monopoly you know and we have uno that will pull out you know on i don't know like cause a lot of problems it's just the two of us though playing so my mom and i you know so it kind of like you can't turn it goes. 25 yeah you can't like it was crazy. It was such a crazy game. She's like, how long do we play this? <laughs> but, you know, you have to find the things that work for you. And what helps me relax isn't going to work for everyone else. Yeah. Now, we can suggest things for people. We can tell them all day to look into this, find this, you know. And even going back to the mental health issue, if it's not just a matter of relaxing and decompressing and you really need to talk to someone. There are so many online therapy um, tools right now. Absolutely. You don't feel like reaching out to a personal friend and you just really want to. Um, a friend of ours that we used to sing with, Heather, mm-hmm. she is a psychologist and I have referred several people mm-hmm. to her in the last six months who have been looking for a therapist, you know, and I contacted her and I said, Hey, is it okay if I refer them? You know, they're also looking for someone for their child to talk to therapy is okay. Oh, it's amazing. Is this little annoying commercial that comes on the TV sometimes that calls whatever gets you talking. So if it may be awkward, it may not feel great. You may not even really want to at first, if you don't want to talk to a friend and you don't want to talk to a family member, talk to somebody mm-hmm. because it's real. Like this is part of our mental health right here doing this podcast. Truly, You know, (laughs) you know, that's one of our things, but we, you know, and, and for Christians who still believe that Jesus and therapy don't go Mm -mm. 
we know so many Christian therapists, if that's the issue, you know, <laughs> there, Jesus and therapy works, <laughs> right? You can still have God. You can still trust him. You can still have faith. You are still a believer. You are still all of those things, even if you need to talk to someone. And so if it's, like I said, if it's not a matter of decompressing, if it's not a matter of finding what you're passionate about, that you enjoy to relax, I mean, you just need to talk. If you don't want to talk to me, you don't want to talk to Jessica because we, whenever we post, we'll put our information out there. Talk to someone because you never know um, what it will do for you. Well, no, I, you know, I totally agree. And I think, and you, you kind of touched on something really brief, like for your kids, you know, I think yeah. we as adults theoretically have a little bit better handle on how to navigate adversity because we've experienced yeah. a lot of it. Yeah. This, I mean, but this is such an, ex, I hate the phrase, extraordinary times, you know, unprecedented times. It is. Um, the mm-hmm. phrase is overused, but like for kids, you know, we've, we've got some kids in our lives that we love so much. And mm-hmm. these were kids that had some trauma in their youth, in their, their when they were very young. And, mm-hmm. the, and they had been pretty well adjusted and had dealt with that trauma and were doing pretty well. And then mm-hmm. it hits. And suddenly they're not doing well anymore because they're bringing up some stuff from trauma from years ago that doesn't, you know, Mm -hmm. because I firmly believe that we as people, God Mm -hmm. given us, uh, has wired us to deal with our stuff in layers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we think we've got it dealt with, but then a couple years later Mm -hmm. we have to come back and deal with it here. And I think he does that because if we tried to deal with all of our ish all at once, we would lose our mind. We're not physically capable of handling that. And so and I think a lot of people often think that kids aren't, they don't want to expose their kids to certain things like that. I went to therapy the first time as a child yeah. dealing with my parents' divorce. Right. And I was struggling and I wouldn't talk to my mom. I wouldn't talk to anybody. Right. And I started seeing a therapist because I had a breakdown moment. And I just, I just remember telling my mom, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to like over and over. She's like, what's wrong? I don't want to. That's all I kept saying. And it's used to be even then. I mean, I'm 38 now. I'll be 39 in two months. Jesus. Okay. Um, I'm back. <laughs> um, you know, that was, I was eight, nine. Mm-hmm. Or, or actually, you know, around nine, 10, actually around that time. And I talk about it in the book as well, but there was such a stigma and there's still a stigma with that. And if your kids, let me tell you, if your kids used to act a certain way and they're not acting that way now, it's not just because they're home and they're, they're dealing with COVID. They need to talk to somebody. Yeah. And if you aren't sure that you can handle what they need to say, you can work with the therapist and you guys talk together and deal with that. I have no children as of yet. Jessica talks about her adoption situation. and We'll probably do a whole episode about that one day. But we are lovers of children mm-hmm. <laughs> and we are advocates for children. Absolutely. And we and want, we are mandated reporters for children. <laughs> yes, and we are mandated reporters for yeah. children. We, so, yeah, so we yeah, are. And, uh, you know, we, kids in our lives being safe. We yeah. really do. And if if it's something going on, you know, when your child's not the like right. not the same and they're not normal, you know, we take uh, speaking of mandated reporter, we take these quizzes that we have to take every year to you know update our stuff. And one of the questions is, you know, does your student seem distant that used to be very excited about everything and if you can are feeling a certain way about COVID and pandemic and how life is going can you imagine what a nine-year-old eight-year-old five-year-old six-year-old 
11 year old is going have the tools to deal with it we barely have the tools to deal with we barely have the tools to deal with it and so it's like do it and as an adult there's no shame none whatsoever you know it's funny i i have been doing aquatic therapy in some days it's like going to a regular therapy session i'm not just working out but (laughs) talk you know this is somebody who i just talked to it just so happens that it's just in that moment. And I realized it like a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, I really skid a lot out when I go to therapy. You know what? And it's like, there has to be an outlet for it, even journaling. And the thing is like, I think people mm-hmm. to put all their junk on Facebook. It's like, no, you do not need to be. <laughs> that is not your time. journal. Right. <laughs> that is not your journal. Like find a notebook and a pen or some kind of online journal is live journal. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Am I dating myself at this point? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, find a way to write it down because you got to get it out because if it's mm-hmm. in it just festers and bubbles and yeah. um, it's it's like gassy and then you just burp out junk stuff and well you know that's how I used to do with my I would hold things in all the time and then I would just explode and so I've had to learn in this process in the last few years of learning myself and all of that we build all that up you really need to be able to get that out and everybody unfortunately doesn't have like a best friend or a person that they really can just explode let me tell you a real best friend or a real really close friend that I could call Jessica and explode and she will listen and she'll say things when she feels she needs to say it and if she doesn't she'll just listen same with thing with maybe two or three other people in my life because you have to have that trust with someone and you can't, you cannot hold it in. Like yeah. it's not healthy for you. Like you can get physically ill. Oh yeah. From holding in your emotions and your stress and your pain and your, all of that. So it, it, it find out that if it's not going to a therapist, like she said, get a journal. I've actually been looking for one of those Bible journals, like oh, yeah. where you can write and color actually in your Bible. Cause I actually write notes in my Bibles anyway. Like I'm that person. I've always been that person. <laughs> Even as a young person, I used to like write notes. So I'm like, like, Oh, Jesus said this. And like, I'll get a thought and I'll write it down on the side of the scripture. <laughs> but now they have Bibles for that. Right. <laughs> you know, like super fat Bibles. Cause it's like, there's only this, like a quarter of the pages words and the rest right. of it. Like, doodle. I've really been searching out one for a couple months, actually trying to find like the right one and nothing has like struck me, but I've been wanting one, not just because they, because it's an outlet, you can get your word and then you can get that out or, you know, just get a regular journal or just get a piece of paper and start putting pieces of paper, like whatever you need to do, do it. It's it's okay. Type it out on a computer. I mean, so... I'm going to tell some tales on myself. There were some situations in my life that I have been really wanting to exit. Um, mm. Some some relationships and, and circumstances that I have been in. And they're not bad. It's just mm-hmm. they're no longer, I think, super healthy and not really where I mm-hmm. want to be. And God mm-hmm. has not released me from those situations and circumstances yet. Mm. But that doesn't mean that I don't not want to be there. <laughs> And so there was a time when it was really coming to a head and it was the Lord mm. really, the only reason where I didn't extricate myself from that was because God, mm. no, you're not done. You have yeah. to stay. And so, but I straight up wrote like a letter and it was no holds barred. Mm. If, if I had sent that letter, God help a lot Get it of people. Out. <laughs> um, and it was so 
cathartic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even yeah. though, like, even though, like, sometimes just getting it out. It's yeah. still on a hard drive somewhere, and it still exists. But if I, in case I need it in the future, but <laughs> um, but even just typing out a letter and knowing that it wasn't going to get sent, you know, it's like mm-hmm. here's here's the thing. Always, here's my word of, here's my life lesson for everybody listening right now. My life mm-hmm. lesson is if you're typing a screw you email, don't put the mm-hmm. email address in before you type the screw you letter because you might accidentally send it when you don't mean to. So put yeah. your email address in at the end and then that way you don't screw yourself up. Just putting it out there and never reply Hashtag all. notes from Jessica. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because you may decide halfway through, or the Lord may convict you, and the Lord may be like, no, please. No, no. Well, you know, he has a way of doing that when we want to be released from something and when he's not. And then on the opposite end, when he wants you to release from something and you're not. Oh, yeah. Also in that season, we've been talking about this whole thing and what the world is going through. This is a season to evaluate a lot of different things. Like, I've had some relationships fade away and then I've also had relationships that I did not think were coming back especially right now that are you know coming back and you have to look at it and say not just pray about it not just ask God but also consider where you are there are people literally dying every moment of the day there are people who did not wake up this morning and though that has always been something that we should consider this year alone, mm-hmm. I mentioned this earlier, 190,000 people in the United States have died from COVID, just COVID. Not just 190,000 people have died. <laughs> but can you imagine? And you don't want to have regrets either way, not releasing or not holding on. You know what I mean? You really have to truly depend on your, your God stinks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the Holy Spirit that lives inside mm-hmm. of you. And if you're not a believer and you're listening to this, that's, that's right. what we believe. But you know, for, you know, I hear a lot of people who aren't believers say, well, my gut said, yeah, that's, that's that thing right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's I that think, thing. You know, we're called to have discernment with the Holy Spirit as Christians, but I really think that that's built into each person, that that is a, oh, yeah. that is the, that's part of our design, our intuition. You're talking about a woman's intuition. Um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, some of us have, have mamas who were stronger in that. <laughs> My mom has a real strong intuition. Must have. I know your mama does too. Like mm-hmm. just that real strong intuition. And, and yet then for people of faith, there's that extra layer of the Holy spirit that I truly believe gives knowledge that we should not have. So that there yeah. are times when we have a knowledge that we should not have. And it's not even so much that we know stuff specifically. It's that there is just an awareness of this is going to happen because I can, prognosticate i can foreknow and that's the greek mm-hmm. right that talks about mm-hmm. is really that prognose that that ability mm-hmm. to discern going forward and so it's like mm-hmm. we have to use it and yeah and know and be okay with that and i think we have to use that on ourselves and that's almost the hardest part is to use that discernment yeah. for ourselves about our mm-hmm. own because i i have no problem i'll look at discernment for you and be like oh no you shouldn't do that but when yeah. I have to turn that back onto myself, I'm too close. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that goes back to, um, I call this, I mean, we, well, everyone calls this, but in the book, I talk about having people you're accountable to mm-hmm. in your life, whether it's just general stuff or whatever, because when you're 
being accountable and you're sharing with them everything that's going on, they are able to look at you and show you the things that you can't see. There have been situations in my life where that one relationship that I had that we'll talk about on another thing, but I was so inside of it because I wasn't outwardly talking to anyone about it at the time. And so I, the people who I am normally accountable to, they couldn't help me see anything because I wasn't allowing myself to be vulnerable enough to be accountable so that they can show me where I'm falling short or where I'm struggling or, you know, whatever. They can design it and can say whatever, but they still can't know everything until you actually speak it. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I'm too close to it. Like you said, you're too inside of yourself, you know? And I think I learned even more the value of accountability. Mm-hmm. And accountability also brings honesty. Like, you have to be real with what's happening with you. Right. Goes back to what we were talking about with Michael Todd earlier. It's about being mm-hmm. real. I think... Yeah. You know, it had, really is. I think that the theme of what we've kind of talked about today is just like being being genuine and not not trying to pretend that we're something we're not, and being mm-hmm. okay with who we are to a place where yeah. we can know. It. Like like I think it's about being okay to not be okay, recognizing mm-hmm. that, and then taking steps to fix that. And right, whether right. it's in areas of our life where we need discernment, whether it's in areas where we just need rest, where we just need a break, yeah. where we yeah. need to recharge, where we need to shut off something that's like, mm-hmm. like the inputs, too many inputs, like mm-hmm. having, having compassion for ourselves will help us have compassion for others. And I think that's something oh, yeah. We, yeah. we really need in our world right now, but it has to start with having compassion for ourselves. How do we encourage compassion in this climate? Because we have so many things, you know, like you said, this overall topic, we've been talking about genuineness and being transparent and and knowing what level of what you need. How do we encourage people to have more compassion? How do we encourage them to be more empathetic to the things that they're seeing in the world versus just ignoring it because there are things, there are times I'm scrolling Facebook and I just want to ignore every police brutality post, every Trump post, every pro Trump, non pro, like, Oh gosh. Every, everything. There are days where I just want to ignore it and act like it's not happening, but that's not being real. That's not facing reality. It's not, you know, living. Well, I think, so how do we start to try and build a bridge of compassion and empathy in the world that is going right now? Well, I think, I think at some point it has to be okay for us to turn it off. Like we have to say, I'm not turning it off forever, but I am, I am removing myself from this input because it is too much for me to handle right now. Because uh, in, in this world, you will have trouble. This world is a hot, heated mess of a place. And, mm-hmm. and so we have to be okay with saying, I'm going I'm to take a sabbatical from the inputs that are overwhelming me because at some point it just becomes more noise because, yeah. because then you have so much, it's like, it's like when I was at the beach, you get hit by the waves so many times you couldn't catch your feet. 
And that's the, yeah. the world that we live in. So we have to say, it's okay for me to step out of the water for five minutes, get my bearings, get my breath. Right. I can enter right. the space. And then once I do that, I think we, particularly as women of faith, but then, you know, as decent human beings, we have to model that kind of empathy in the world that we live in. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there are so many, again, back on Facebook, which I think is the demon's spawn of Satan. It's like some regard, days, yeah, some days not. <laughs> you know, it, but it's, there are so many people that I just want to be like, look, you cannot, you cannot keep doing this because yeah. I know you think you're, I know you think you're standing for something you believe in, whether that's being uh woke or whether that's being a Karen, whichever side right. you find yourself. Whichever side you're on. <laughs> um, like there you have you have to model nobody nobody ever is won over to a new position, I think, by being beat over the head with it. Right, right. Right. I think that, you know, we have to get to a place where our empathy and our compassion overrides our thought. Mm-hmm. If, and here, and what I mean by that is override what we want to beat you over the head with. Override our opinion about it. Override, you know, different things. And and when you start talking about God and all of these things, please really know Him, because there are some things yeah. that we're putting on God that are not Him. Yeah. We are saying things that are of malice and of and division. And last time I checked, God wasn't about that. I don't care if you disagree with someone. I don't care if you were taught to think this way all of your life. Look at it now. Don't look at the past. Look at it now and really evaluate who God is. Mm-hmm. Because he is never going to tell you to hate someone. He's no. never going to tell you to be okay with adversity. He's never going to say any of that because one of the things I remember, you know, from the Bible growing up that God is love. Um, and <laughs> and um, I've been learning that my whole life. And love, the last time I checked, doesn't see, it doesn't hurt. Love does not, if love is hurting you, then that's not love. Right. And that goes back to the abuse stuff and all of that. Love does not hurt. Um, It may have emotional attachments. It may have moments of craziness, but it always has hope and it always has redemption. And if you are spouting things out in the air and saying it's in the name of God, it's not him. That's not him. I don't, I know I said earlier that a lot of things are my opinion, but this is not opinion. It is truth. It is fact. It is the word. Um, I may not always remember exactly where the scripture is or different things like that, but I know who I believe in and I know who I trust. I know who my faith is in. And like I mentioned hope a few seconds ago in this world of trauma right now, if you are in a place where you feel hopeless, that's somewhere to stop and think, hmm, what do I need? What do I need? Do I need a break? Do I need the therapy thing moment? Do I need this? But we really need to take a step back and try our best to be more understanding and more compassionate and truly 
not just downplay things or, and downplay is not the word I'm looking for, um, not just say things because that's what you just heard all your life. Yeah. Especially in church, even Christians, believers, I'm talking to you too, because oh yeah, we, we, we say things as if it's Bible and it's not, or we take tradition that we've had in the church and spout it as gospel. fact and gospel, and it's not it. And if you do think that not loving your neighbor, first of all, commandments, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, if you're not loving your neighbor as yourself, you need to look at how you're loving yourself. If you can't love somebody because of their color, their skin, their gender, their sexual orientation, their any of that. Mm-hmm. And yes, we'll talk about homosexuality in the church and all that later. That's not what I'm talking about. But it should never change how we love. It should never change how you love and how you are with people. You don't treat them rude and then say you should get saved. That's not how it's going to work. Nobody ever came to Christ that way. It's not going to happen. <laughs> well, we we need to know who we we need to know the source of love first. And yeah, we right. What it's saying first, John. We love because He first loved us. We know right. what love looks like because we have received love. And if we are not receiving love from the source of love, we are not able right. to get out. And honestly, I think that's why our world is as crappy as it is because we have mm-hmm. so systematically moved away from the source of love. How on yeah. earth can we expect our world to love well when we don't want to have anything to do with the one who right. gives love? And so right. as Christians, that should be our rallying cry is that we love, mm-hmm. we show people what love looks like because mm-hmm. we know that our world will never get better unless they know what love looks like. And the only way they're going to know what loves look like is if they come into contact you. with reflection of love. You know, and we're an imperfect reflection. That's just the way it works. But we right, have right. to continually be pointing people back to God, not our image of God, but the true image right. of God as reflected in his word. And I think that- Growing up, my mom yeah. always said, sometimes the only Bible that people read See? is you. Mm-hmm. And I've taken that to heart my whole life. Right. Because if I'm acting a certain way or I'm being this kind of way or I'm treating others in a kind of way, and there have been times where I haven't been the nicest person, I haven't been a good Christian or yeah, any of those things. I'm not, like yeah. she said, perfect, not me. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I remember that in the way you are perceived by others is how you lead them to anything. That's how cult leaders lead them to <laughs> you know, destruction. Jim Jones was not offering um, hard-hitting punches. He was loving people and telling people uh-huh. how to do things, and then he led them out of the country, and then he killed them. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he did it in a way because he had care. He was charismatic. He was, you know, this big personality. That's how you win people. I'm not saying to go do what Jim Jones did. That's like it's an example. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. But you don't you don't win people over through harshness. You don't win, and that's tough love. Yes, should we be honest? Yes, should we be transparent? Yes, but it shouldn't be in a way of beating someone with it. Well, and I, it's never going to work. It's never going to work. We have to. So, so how do we fix it? And I think the way we fix it is we just we be the change we want to see in the world. Right? And as cliche as that is, it's so true. You know what? Things are cliche for a reason. We keep saying unprecedented times because they are unprecedented times. You know, and and we we have to just be, we have to model 
for the world we live in, what it means to be authentic, genuine um, people. And, and you know what? We have to stop being so flippin' concerned about our own darn selves. And, That's so and, true. And we have to be willing to, to be uncomfortable for the sake of others. And I think if we are willing to be uncomfortable for the sake of others, we will, first off, understand that our way of thinking is not the only way of thinking. And then we walk a mile in somebody else's shoes so that we understand them. What are we supposed mm-hmm. to do? What, is, what does Jesus say? Is that if someone demands that you walk a mile, go with him too. And we have just done a real good job as the church um, mm. of just saying, ah, oh, this is how I want it to be. And they're infringing on my freedoms. And we even, mm. and we have to stand up for this. And we have to, God mm-hmm. don't need us to defend him. No, God, no. God is God. He is the, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He has all of that. He needs us to be his ambassadors to the world right. around us. As the church, we should be an embassy, a place, a little slice of heaven on earth where people can come and know that they are safe. That's what an embassy is. And so for us as people of faith, we need to be ambassadors of the kingdom. That does not mean that we go out and wage war. We let God handle all that ish. Thank you. Be here. And I I get so frustrated of people who are so about their own comfort and safety. And I myself am one of them because we're human. Every last one of us is that way. But if we can't get out of our own, minds and we mm-hmm. can't look out the doors of our church to the world that mm-hmm. is hurting why are we even the church in the first place like what's the reason why do right. we exist because we're just a right. country club for safe people there exactly and that's what people don't understand this isn't you're talking about you know we've said this 29 times the world's experiencing trauma at the same time we're talking about all these different things that are going on you have such a huge opportunity not just she and i but you as the people who are listening as believers as all this stuff to show who christ is through even your posts through your support through the things that you do um i'm reminded of um it was a woman, she went out to protest, and she called her, she was a Caucasian woman, she called her, her prayer group at church, who she felt was her tight-knit group of friends, and she wanted them to go and protest for Black Lives Matter, and they all told her no. They all told her that they couldn't do that, and that she shouldn't go, and that we shouldn't be, they shouldn't be involved in that. This woman was maybe in her 60s. She went out, she had a wagon, she had signs. On one sign, it says Black Lives Matter, Jesus loves everyone, all these different signs. And her husband, her, not her husband, her son posted it on Facebook and he, he made her, he um, did a live and he had her share. And she shared this hurt that she had with her prayer group because they weren't willing to go and be the church outside. They weren't willing to stand up, not just because it was Black Lives Matter, but they weren't willing to stand up for humans, that they weren't willing to be there for someone who, you know, for a group of people, whether they understood it or not. She said, I'm disappointed that you couldn't even be an ally and you couldn't see that we are called in this time and in this season. God is wanting us to go out there and be the church. Mm -hmm. This is our way. 
you may look at it as protesting, but this is my way of showing support and showing God's love. It isn't about why that I'm white. is isn't about anything that she said. You ought to be ashamed of yourselves. And I've been seeing other churches, you know, particularly white churches, saying some similar things to some of their people on Facebook and in other social media because it's like, come on, it's why do you go to church? Why do you believe? Yes, church is was a a portion God wanted us to fellowship with each other, but our main goal is to seek and save the lost. Mm-hmm. And if you showing an act of kindness and showing an act of love to a group you may not even understand that, you know, and I understand a lot of people, their grandparents and all this other stuff, you know, were this way and blah, blah, blah. And that's all you've ever learned. Well, get to know someone outside of yourself. Right. Get to, you know. Understand that your experience is not the only experience. Is not the only experience. Right. <laughs> it well, really I mean, isn't. Like if, you, if you don't want to go out, if you're not able to, if you're not comfortable, if that's not your thing to go out and protest, but you want to, you want to stand for justice and stand mm-hmm. against injustice in other ways, then you should do that. It's when we don't, when we are afraid of what other people are going to mm-hmm. about us, where we yeah. don't like. Because honestly, look at me. I'm not effective as a protester. I'm a pasty white girl. Like that's not my thing. But my other platform is to my and my style of how I do all things is to speak to people and to talk to people, right. just make it right. a part of who I am. And so if I do right. those things and I speak those things and I say, look, we need to acknowledge that this is not okay. This is not right. Because there are lots of loud voices that can do those things. Mm-hmm. My voice. And, and this is so funny because I, I actually preached on this a, a while ago. It's like, we all have unique gifts and talents and perspectives. Mm-hmm. And, you, and that's why the kingdom of God needs each and every one of us because right. the kingdom needs you and your gifts needs me and my gifts and mm-hmm. how those are manifest. And as people of faith, we need to be standing for justice the way that works best for your voice. How is your mm-hmm. voice going to cut through? How is my mm-hmm. voice going to cut through? They don't have to be the exact same. They shouldn't be the exact same. They right. need to be varied because heaven will be varied. It will be beautiful. And I am excited to mm-hmm. see it one day. There will be mm-hmm. a, there will be a, a cornucopia, a plethora of people and styles and ways. Styles. And, yeah. and yeah. that is the beauty and the, the tapestry for another mm. overused term of heaven. S-A-T word, I mean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that is the tapestry of, of heaven. That should be the tapestry of our response to injustice. Right. Right. That should, that should be, we should have space for all of that in what we do. Mm-hmm. But that just because mine is different than yours doesn't mean that it's an excuse for me to not act or you to not act. Does that make I sense? saw a friend put something out on Facebook that said, do you think, do, and she was particularly talking to white Christians who are, have said some not so great things. She said, do you believe that there is going to be segregation in heaven? Like, all the white Christians on this side, all oh, the black people not. over here, oh, the sprinkle. God. I'm sure oh, no that way. is not. Oh, I, well, I, so, but I mean, even just on a basic And if level. you think, if you think that's how heaven's going to be, you're going to have a rude awakening because it's not going to be separated. And her question was thought provoking because I mean, she wanted people to really wake up 
I mean, God is exposing people <laughs> in this season and he's exposing the church. Mm-hmm. Honestly. And we become so and, safe and so complacent and in our bubbles. Mm-hmm. And our in how we do things and how we do things and we've made church over in our image and it's been about this cool mm-hmm. personality. I think that's why I'm drawn full circle back to Mike Todd and um, Yeah. Bianca Olthoff as, as, as they're, they're preaching. It's just because mm-hmm. first off, it's just nice to have fresh voices that I am not familiar with. It's not the same old people mm-hmm. that I've heard a million times mm-hmm. as much as I, as much as I love Beth Moore and she gives a good word, like mm-hmm. I, I would, I'd like something else, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I would yeah. like to hear from a new perspective and a new voice because it's important, you know, mm-hmm. to do that. And I think it is. And, and particularly, like, I just I love the authenticity of the word that they bring because mm-hmm. it's not trying to be something it's not. It's, it's real gospel with real truth. Yeah. And it's... They're not fixing it to sound good for one particular group of people. It's sound gospel yeah. with hard-hitting truth. There is nothing that anyone has done that can turn them away from God. Right. And then the same thing with that template of life. There's nothing that you've done that you can share with us that you can be, you know, or that we'll share with you that will keep us from his love. Right. And it that's that's our goal. That's our mission. Right. That's our life. That's who we are. Um, and it was funny because I got complimented <laughs> a couple of months ago from our template that we sent to a ministry that we were looking to help them with their conference, because we'll also come in and help your churches with putting a women's conference together. And and we can either be the speakers, not be the speakers. We have so many different topics, but we'll share that another time. But she was like one of the people who I did not expect to hear from. She was just like, what you guys are offering is something so amazing. And I was just like, what? You like that? Like, okay. And it made me feel like we really are on the right path. And though we've been delayed in some different things and life happens, we still have a goal in mind. I think that today the conversation really was so you know that you're not alone. That's, That's the reality. Like, you're not alone. We're all in together. Yeah, right now, you know, <laughs> life is, let's be real, life is, yeah, you know, is, granted, it's extra. I've had some wonderful things, I've had some great days, and I've had some not so great days in this whole six-month COVID situation, but it's okay to admit that, it's okay to not be okay, it's okay to, um, you know, be a go-getter even in the season, like, don't feel bad that God is using you. Don't feel bad because you're starting your business. Don't feel bad that oh you may God. be leaving people. Don't be feel bad because you're taking your gifts and talents and making it out there. I've seen so many people in season launch things. And though I launched a couple of years ago and I had a moment where I was just like, okay, the book's still not out. And I, we haven't put a podcast out yet and we don't have even an idea of an online conference yet. And, I'm this and I'm that. And I had to go back and say, okay, first of all, you are not everyone and you have stuff going on and it's okay. Sometimes you just, I don't know how you talk to yourself. That's how I talk to myself. And some days I'll say, shut up and get it together. And some days it's a little nicer. This time it was a little nicer. And if you get more stuff out there, great. If you don't, it's okay. 
you know, I've seen some things where people are like, if you haven't started a business and you haven't this and you haven't that, and it's time you're wasting your time. No, you're not. No, you're not. Small victories. You woke up this morning. Small victories. You combed your hair and brushed your teeth. Small victories. You ate today. Right. You know, different things you have to look at. And so we want to encourage you. Yep, the world is going through trauma. Yep, we're having so many things that are adding on to the COVID trauma. And it's like the looking at, if I look at an outline, remember you used to do outlines and have one, and then you had A, and then A1, A2, and then B. That's what it's like COVID, and then 1A, <laughs> brutality, 2A, <laughs> racism, 3A, political oh. division. <laughs> you know, it's like everything's piling, 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 you know, and I, I look at things visually. I like to have props and all that other stuff, which you guys will see later, but it, it's, it's okay. And if you are growing and moving, then yes, if you haven't grown, you will. It's okay. It really is okay. You know, our imperfections are just uh, opportunities for grace. Amen to amen, that. Amen. And his grace is sufficient for us all. For his power is made perfect in our weakness. Yes. Yeah. Let me tell you, it's okay to be weak. I'll, because when you are weak, he makes you strong. And mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in affirmations. And when I feel weak, I say, I am strong. I am confident. I am this. And I have to remind myself of this. And I told someone the other day, I know I didn't create affirmations, but it's something that I use a lot in ministry. And that's, it's going to be in the book as well. And you just, some days you do have to talk to yourself. Even when you're not feeling it, you still have to speak it to yourself. Mm -hmm. And his it grace covers you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't give you an excuse to keep being crazy, but it still covers you even when you do get crazy. You know, even in your own thoughts. Sometimes the battlefield of the mind is... Right? <laughs> it's that, it goes back to mental health. If you're struggling, talk to somebody. I hope you guys enjoyed this today. I actually had a lot of fun. We actually really weren't planning to <laughs> record today. We were testing and then God took it somewhere else. Okay. So. This might be like three different parts of the episode because it's like pretty long. Yeah. But yeah, hey, it's pretty long. But okay. All right. Party people in the place to be. We will see you next time on whatever next time. we to call this. We can't wait to record more shows for you. And if you have suggestions, things you want to talk about, things you want to hear us talk about, whether it's biblical or world or just crazy, or even want to know how our friendship started, whatever that may be, we are oh. open. If there's something you want to hear from us, please let us know. And we will definitely put it into a rotation. For sure. Good. Right. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Check us out on the web at joyandjess.com. That's J-O-I-A-N-D-J-E-S-S dot -S com. We'll see you next week.